What's up everyone and welcome to episode 208 of the Justin Insight podcast, a show where we talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and their journey through it. As always, I'm your host and guide through said podcast. My name is Tim Birkbeck and apologies for there being no show last week. We had a, a guest scheduled and then things just fell through and rather than me scrambling around, I thought I'd just delay it a week and here we are back, right as rain, shining. As always, um, haven't got a whole lot to report to you this week. Been busy socialising, seeing friends. Was up in London for the weekend just gone. Um, went and did a cool little adventure thing around Bristol. Made myself a glass bauble. Well, that was fucking cool. Um, but yeah, apart from that, nothing strange or startling to report. Um, as always, just want to give a few shout-outs to releases that have come out in the past few days weeks whatsoever um the new spirit box record eternal blue definitely worth your time uh friends of the podcast um employed to serve have released their fourth record which is fucking bonkers that they've released four albums uh called conquering probably their best work to date in my opinion um new jail socks record is worth checking out new london hardcore band stingray their new record came out through quality control so definitely go check them out. Um, and the new mono record. The new mono record is an absolute piece of mas- masterpiece. It's beautiful. Um, but I've got to admit, the record that's been on heavy rotation at the moment is the new Little Nas X record. It's just fucking fantastic. Like, whatever, whatever your opinion's on, on the person, it's a fucking great record. So go check that out. Um I'm going to crack on straight with our guest this week and this is one I'm super excited for because I love giving new bands the opportunity to tell their story and this is a brand new band. We've had the likes of sort of Koyo and Stan still on the podcast in the past who uh, bands that formed kind of during quarantine or just before quarantine and didn't really have much to do because they were writing music in a time when people couldn't perform music. But this band, Through Dying Eyes, are literally like a lockdown band through and through. Uh, They literally haven't played their first show yet. Their first show will be by the end of this week. Um, So if you're in the Southern California area, make sure you go check them out because I'm predicting big things for them. They've already got an extensive back catalogue and they've only been a band just over a year and a half, maybe pushing two years. But... I'm joined by vocalist of the band, Cynthia Luna. Uh, we talk about her sort of getting into sort of heavy music and just her intrigue into it, um, how she was part of, sort of choir in school and how that kind of made her want to sort of pursue heavy music because she didn't want to be part of that the choir world anymore. Uh, picking up guitar and being in a all female pop punk band at such a young age and to now through pushing through with through dying eyes and what she hopes to achieve with that and we get into so much more as as well so please sit back enjoy the chat i have with cynthia and i'll see you on the other side joining me this week on the justin inside podcast is vocalist of metallic hardcore band Through Dying Eyes, Cynthia Luna. Cynthia, thank you very much for taking some time to have a little chat with me. Um, I guess you must be pretty psyched because obviously it feels like you guys have been building to to this moment of your first show coming up soon. Yeah. So how's, are you excited? How's, how are you feeling at the moment? I'm actually pretty nervous because I've been in bands before, but I've never done vocals. So it's my hmm. first time like being a vocalist so I'm very nervous for that but not necessarily <laughs> yeah. for performing in general <laughs> yeah yeah but like I don't know because obviously you guys kind of kind of like became well became a band like recognized band throughout sort of like the lockdown and stuff so I don't know is it a weird kind of sensation of like your first that like gig being one of these ones that's coming out of lockdown and everyone's just like super psyched to be back at live shows yeah we we put out everything like we have a bunch of music that's out that's we wrote in quarantine you know Mm. and it's like 
now it's like, oh, we actually get to play these songs, but there's so much to choose from now because we've never <laughs> yeah. been able to like play a show. So that's like, I'm excited for that, but I'm also nervous to see like how people are going to react because they mm. only know the recorded versions. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, judging from their heaviness and like the pent up energy of people, I'm sure it's yeah. going to be absolutely <laughs> wild. So, but um, how I kind of like to kind of get things going is I always take my guests sort of back to their roots and origins, so to say. So what kind of got you into alternative music in the first place? What was your first exposure to it? To hardcore music specifically? Well, just kind of like alternative music. Um, When I was in like third grade, I had like a friend of mine introduce me to Three Days Grace. And I was nice. just like, oh, hell yeah, I love this. <laughs> and then <laughs> after that, I don't know, it just kept getting progressively heavier and heavier as I got older. And um, yeah, I feel like that was that was it. And my dad always listened to like 80s rock music. So I feel like it was kind of always in the household. Yeah, yeah. So. Were there kind of any specific bands that like your dad was listening to that you particularly latched on to? I feel like I kind of did the thing where I was like, yeah, these bands are good, but I don't want to admit that I like them because my dad likes <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> and so I never really like got into them as much, but I was like, oh yeah, I know that song. But um, my dad really likes Stevie Ray Vaughan and like ACDC, like a lot of like guitar heavy stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah, I guess those are. So kind of like from the, as you say, like your friend introducing you to like Three Days Grace, were you like, was that kind of like you then like fully in on music and like wanting to sort of self-explore or were people kind of recommending you bands and then you kind of delve from there? How did you kind of like find your way, so to say? I feel like I got, well, like when I was younger, I was very much so like, Disney pop music, you know, like before right, I ever okay. got introduced to that. And um yeah, I heard Three Days Grace and then I was like, I'm gonna do some like research and I just kinda went out and like found my own music and then, you know, started making friends in the scene or whatever and like figuring out what you know, like the suggested artist that's always like, if you like this band, go listen to this band. So I'm like, Yeah, yes, yeah. please. <laughs> But was there kind of like any specific bands that you remember like really kind of latching onto in those early days? Um, I feel like, I mean like Three Days Grace. <laughs> that's the, that's <laughs> yeah. really the one that like just like makes me feel like that's what I started with. And yeah. And I know like when I progressed a little bit older, it was like Slipknot was the was the band of the time. And like yeah. A couple of years later, I went through the little scene phase of liking like Black Veil Brides and stuff like that. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so so was it purely just kind of like your curiosity that was kind of like leading you to this, rather than because I find like it's either one or two ways. You're either just like super curious about music, or there's like an elder states person that's like putting you onto the band sort of thing yeah so, i feel like it was more curiosity that's cool so what what kind of led you down like the heavier route then like because if was it just sort of what was surrounding you or was it just that was what your ear picked up like what kind of led you to that i feel like for some reason when i was like a little bit younger i was on the search to find like oh who's the heaviest bands i could listen to like how can i just how heavy does like music actually get? It was just like, I wanted mm. to figure out like, yeah, like how heavy could music get really? And um, so I went down, you know, like grindcore, just tunnels of just looking at the heaviest bands I could find. And, and then I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm physically capable of sounding like that, but I can, <laughs> <laughs> I can try to do something similar. <laughs> So what, like, was, I don't know, was it just that kind of, like, wanting to find, like, a horrible noise kind of thing? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, because going from Three Days Grace to Grindcore yeah. is quite a thing, sort of thing. It was, I feel like it was definitely, like, teenage angst, just being like, yeah, how can you piss people off? And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's cool. about it. <laughs> that's cool. So then... Obviously, I can see behind you, you've got a couple of instruments there. So what was kind of your first foray into actually like uh, 
playing music did you like start with guitar or did you kind of start with something else yeah so I had asked my parents to play drums and they were like absolutely not there's (laughs) no it's too loud and I was like okay and then I was just trying to like convince them to pick any instrument and they're like look at you a guitar Jesus like shut up (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah so I started playing guitar relatively late in life I was like 15 or 16 and then I feel like I picked it up kind of quickly and I just kind of went off and started playing guitar and bass and then I was like no no I want to actually like write songs and like do vocals and so yeah so because you've obviously you mentioned your dad like played well was playing sort of like sort of rock music and stuff around the house but was anyone else in your family kind of musically inclined or was it just a venture that you wanted to pursue on, on your own it was really just me it's my parents don't really play music they were just like hey if you're gonna stick with it we'll support you but we can't we don't know how to do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's cool so what kind of like was it i don't know because you couldn't get the drums i don't want to say that you settled for guitar but (laughs) was there something that you that particularly drew you guitar or was it again just that because it made a heavy noise and you knew that you could make heavy noises with it that kind of drew, drew you to it um Yeah, I just feel like I was desperate to play any instrument because I was like, I was a choir kid when I was younger. So I was just like, oh, I love music. So like, I want to learn how to play like an actual instrument other than just like singing. And Hmm. my parents like, here's a guitar. And I'm like, thank you so much. Acoustic (laughs) though. And I can't play heavy music with it. (laughs) And then like a couple months later, they're like, all right, I guess we got to get you an electric guitar. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that's quite a common story for a lot of people is that they they have the image in their head of like oh yeah I'm gonna play guitar and they've got like think instantly electric guitar and their their parents are like here's an acoustic yeah. so, I'm so like, grateful for it though like oh yeah, yeah 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 so then kind of you mentioned being sort of like an in, uh, inquirer and stuff like that mm-hmm. so I guess I'm I'm kind of leaping forward a little bit but in terms of kind of like vocally, because you said obviously like going to guitar and then kind of going wanting to learn and write songs and things like that. Yeah. So has the kind of singing element always been there or was it something that you kind of shunned away from because it was related to choir and have now kind of come full circle? Yeah, so I definitely like took a super long break on doing anything vocal related because I was a choir kid. And then I was yeah, like, yeah. nah, like, I want to, like, do this. <laughs> but um, I was in a band when I was, like, 16, 17 years old. And mm. I wanted to do vocals. But the vocals were okay. so adamant about being like, no, it's me. Like, I have to do the vocals. And I'm like, okay, I'm just not going to argue this then. <laughs> <laughs> so while I was in that band, I was like, I guess I can't do vocals. And then when I quit, I was like, nah, I'm doing vocals for my next band. <laughs> That's cool. So, like, so you saying like being choir? Was it? Were you like? Did you have quite a religious upbringing, or was it just? I know, like, some places in the states just kind of have choirs. So, like, how was that? It was very much just like Broadway, like it. Oh, Broadway. okay, right. Yeah, it was yeah. like with my school, so they couldn't really like put religion to it because it's like school related. So it's very Broadway and like Disney and like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So was it kind of like, this might be me just thinking very stereotypical <laughs> off American TV, but was it kind of like the doing the competitions and yes. that sort of stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. So how long did you do that for? Um, I did like basic choir where there was, it was like literally like just for fun, like no competitions or anything from like first grade till sixth grade and then seventh grade and eighth grade I did like the competition type choir yeah and then my freshman year of high school I was just like I'm I'm done with this (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's cool so the other thing I always find interesting is kind of like people's first exposure to kind of like live music and and kind of things like that and I know obviously like California is renowned for having like a punk scene and obviously right now is thriving yeah. but when you were sort of growing up like 
were you kind of going to shows or was it something that kind of happened a little bit later in life? Um, I think I went to my first show when I was like 12 and it was like, you know, that like post hardcore type, you know, escape the fate, falling in reverse type music. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, I was still young. So my parents were like, we're going with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I did go to shows when I was younger, but it was very limited because my parents weren't sure that it was like safe for me as like a young girl. Mm. So then, like, in terms of, like, getting into the more kind of, like, hardcore world of things, like, what was your kind of first sort of shows like with that? Um, I have, so Connor, my guitarist, um, was in a band not that long ago called Same Sun, and Mm -hmm. I had known about them, but I had never, like, gone and seen them, so I felt guilty for, like, not supporting my friend. And (laughs) I just like texted him one day. I'm like, hey, I'm coming to your show. And he's like, okay, sick. And I was like, not at all. Had no clue what hardcore was. I was like, absolutely zero vision. I was just like going into it completely blind. And I was like, yo, this is kind of (laughs) sick. And then after that, I just texted Connor. I was like, yo, I have this thing I'm working on. Do you want to (laughs) join? That's cool. That's really cool. So it was literally one show and then we started working on music, so. That's cool. And like, because obviously we've been in in sort of lockdown and stuff for the last while. And as I say, like, there's been this sort of like explosion of bands coming from like the California Bay Area and, and stuff like that. So I don't know, has that been like strange to see? Because like you're obviously now part of that but like sitting in a place where there's all these bands like doing stuff but not having the opportunity to do it live has it been like a weird atmosphere at the moment it is I've definitely had conversations with people like from my local area in the scene that are just like who's even the bands anymore like who's gonna play who's gonna play with who is there beef between these people are they even a band anymore what's going on (laughs) and we're just like we'll just cross our fingers that people want to book us (laughs) (laughs) that's cool so in terms of like you getting as you say like seeing connor's band and, and then obviously eventually what will be talking with with through dying eyes but like getting into like the more kind of hardcore world of stuff like was that kind of your your introduction was was it through connor or or do you kind of again was it the curiosity of just finding different stuff that then you kind of found these bands that were kind of like maybe not necessarily california specific but more in that hardcore world yeah i think i was just like because I, I had met Connor in high school, but we were never, like, close friends. So I was just like, mm. hey, I want to come support your band because, like, I feel bad that I haven't for all these years. <laughs> and um, so I went just, like, going to support a friend and not really expecting to, like, fall in love with the music that was there. And then I mm. just, like, made a bunch of homies and, like, started going to shows with them all the time. And I was like, okay, this is, like, something that I'm actually interested in. For some reason, way more than any other genre that I've been introduced to. And so that was cool. And because, like, I've spoken to other people that are kind of in that sort of California Bay Area sort of world. And it does feel like there's almost like a like a family kind of like community feel to yeah. it sort of thing. So I don't know, was, did, was that sort of, sort of pulled to, for you that it did feel like very sort of like community driven and like everyone was welcome kind of thing because especially like with you being a woman and obviously with I know it's a bit different now but it's still not perfect but I know like again within like the California like scene there are prominent women within it so was that part of it that drew you to it? I feel like yeah like everything seemed very like how do you explain? Yeah, like a family. I'm like, I don't know how else to explain it. Like everyone just like is, has each has each other's backs and you want to book a show? Well, we got you. you. You're over here. I'm over here. We'll book a show together. Like, whatever. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to explain it. They're just like, like, um, the area specifically that the show was at was in like the high desert of California. 
and it's like there's these five or six bands you know that are always just like you want to book a show i i got you like yeah no problem or like you always see the same bands on the same bill because it's like they're just such close friends that they want to play shows together but i haven't necessarily seen many women in the southern california scene oh, okay so <laughs> that's my that's the only thing i don't know many women yeah. down here <laughs> <laughs> fair enough and like i guess just to kind of like touch upon that because even though obviously like through dying eyes as a as a very young band as you say, like, kind of did everything through sort of quarantine and still to yet to play, like, your first show. But obviously, we'll we'll get on to, like, your other bands in a, in a minute, but you've obviously done shows, you've played shows and things like that. Maybe not necessarily in, like, the hardcore world, so to say, but within that, like, alternative sphere. Like, have you seen much of a, a change? Because obviously, like, doing my research, obviously, I saw like your your uh pop punk band was sort of all women yeah. and like that's like even though you like you were young that's a very sort of adamant thing to do like having four young women yeah. sort of thing so i don't know did you like have you always actively pushed to want to be like fill that space or do you not really kind of think about it you're just kind of like i'm here i exist yeah i feel like when i was in my other band i definitely wanted to like make it known that like oh like you know women are in the music scene and there's you know it's important to not just only have bands of men that <laughs> yeah there's women in the world <laughs> but i feel like now it's more of like yes i'm a woman in a band but that doesn't not that it's like don't consider it but just like mm. i'm just a person in a band like yeah you yeah have to like like, there's so many people that'll be like, oh, what's it like to be a woman in a band? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. how does it feel to be a dude in a band? Like, it feels like you're in a band. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's strange that that question still gets asked, yeah. I find. And, like, even, like, to, like, quote-unquote bigger bands, that it's still, like, a leading question. Yeah. It's just... And, like... The, I always find that the whole conversation about like like female fronted mm -hmm. and, and things like that is just it's just such a ridiculous label that is still banded around yeah. and like that's a, like obviously we'll get onto your bands in, in a moment but like when I heard you I was just like no that's just a fucking sick vocalist yeah. like thank you no matter <laughs> what of no no but like. And there's just so many bands around now who, like, like from, like, an aesthetic kind of, like, listening point of view, like, it just sounds, like, better and aggressive and, like, it just, yeah, I don't know. It just shouldn't be a talking point anymore yeah. from, from my standpoint of view. So, I don't know. It's just weird. The best part is when they say, oh, you're good for a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, did you expect me to be crap and bad? But, <laughs> but if we if we get on to obviously like you playing music, so obviously we mentioned your your pop punk band misspoken. So was that your first kind of foray, or did was there anything before that? Um, it was really just that I had played in like, um, like the music school that I went to would like put little groups of kids together and we would like perform for like yeah. our families but it wasn't necessarily like a put together band that like wanted to actually play shows it was just like mm. oh you know practice a song together with your student friends and then play it yeah yes yeah. um but yeah that was like my first legitimate band that like actually did anything mm. so was it always kind of like aimed to be like a pop punk band or did it kind of start off with something else and then evolve like what was kind of always the the vision for that band yeah so i think it was supposed to be like we went into it knowing that it was going to be very pop punk music and mm. then eventually i was like why don't we bring in more of the punk than the pop 
and like the vocals was down but like she's kind of scared also because she didn't know how to do it and I was just like we can we can work on this together and then it just kind of stopped <laughs> yeah so because obviously doing a little bit of digging were you kind of mainly just doing shows around like the southern california area or did you kind of do stuff out of town uh no yeah it was it was mainly like anywhere in between like la and murrieta mm. i had like one san diego show but that was it but yeah it was a lot of like house shows or like playing the same venue over and over just because they would have us but it wasn't yeah we didn't do like a whole bunch, you know. But like, I don't know, did that kind of put you in in good stead for like what you want to achieve now? Like, because I don't know, like obviously, I know it's very different music, <laughs> here, but like, even just like having those opportunities to do like house shows, like that's kind of like something that's a very DIY kind of like aesthetic. So I don't know, did you like learn a lot from that time in that band? Yeah, I think I did because I did most of the booking of our show. Oh, okay. So I think it was very good for me to see everything from, like, the manager position almost, you know? Mm. And how stressful it is booking shows. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm, like, I'm not looking forward to that. But also I am at the same time. Yeah. So, I don't want to... <laughs> But like in terms of kind of like, because how long were you were you a band for? Um, maybe like a year. Um, yeah. So basically, what I was just kind of saying about obviously with you kind of having that live experience, but obviously with you kind of already doing the choir stuff as well. Like, I don't know. Did you kind of feel like that you became a better like quote unquote performer or? Did you already kind of feel quite comfortable on stage because of the stuff you'd done previously? I feel like the choir was like a different type of performance that I needed than like mm. the other band. So I feel like that didn't necessarily help because I was so used to like stand up straight mm. and like make sure your facial structure is a certain way and your shoulders have to be pushed back and you have to be, have this this posture and this position. And then it's like, here's this band, like, look like you're having a good time rocking out on guitar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't think choir really transferred over, but I think that the, like, attitude of that band might help with this band. Yeah, yeah. Because I know that I need to look like I'm enjoying myself even if I mess up. <laughs> so <laughs> with that little tip. <laughs> so then if we kind of move on to stuff with three dying eyes obviously like i don't want to kind of harbor the facts with the whole sort of choir thing but obviously because of the way that you use your voice voice within the band did you find that like that practice that you had or that training sorry that you had during choir has kind of put you in good stead of how to like use your your voice properly because i think like a lot of people go into like doing heavier vocals thinking oh yeah it's just shouting it's just screaming I yeah. can do that but then realize no if you do that you're going to completely ruin your throat and your vocal cords so uh, did that help in any way I don't think choir did <laughs> but I think that hours of screaming in my garage realizing I destroyed my voice you know helped because clearly <laughs> yeah. I was doing something wrong <laughs> um yeah like when I first started I would literally just like scream whatever and then you know five minutes later I'd be like in pain and I'm like clearly I'm doing something wrong so I need to like feel what is right so mm. I don't keep doing this so I guess like maybe the like because in choir they do have like I guess like lessons on like hey make sure you have like the right um placement in your mm. whatever so I guess like that part but not like the actual singing yeah yeah that's <laughs> cool and just because obviously like let's say you're now kind of like the sole vocalist of of this band but you've also kind of stepped away from playing the guitar as kind of like the, the lead thing I know obviously you've done like the writing and stuff but 
has it felt strange kind of like leaving that to one side or are you enjoying where you're at at the moment it's very weird <laughs> like very weird but also like I, I know that that's what I wanted not like it's not that I don't have a say in like guitar stuff because like yeah I can literally just be like hey Connor I wrote this riff what do you think or like you want to like mess with it so I still you know have some position on like the writing of the guitar parts Mm. for the most part it's just like worry about your voice (laughs) yeah yeah but I feel like I've always wanted that so I just got to get used to it (laughs) (laughs) that's cool so talk me through how did Through Dying Eyes become a band and like talk me through like the process of what we like where you got to the starting point of like recording music yeah so my other band died basically and I was just like okay now I have the opportunity to write music that I actually want to write versus catering it towards something that I don't necessarily want to write yeah and um so I started writing stuff after I had heard Connor's band and I was like, I'm going to make a hardcore band. Like this is where (laughs) I'm going. And it sounded absolutely terrible. (laughs) Half of the reason was because I recorded everything through like one channel. Like, so it would only play in like one headphone. Right. Okay. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this, but I'm trying. (laughs) And then I showed Connor the songs and I was like, can you help? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure. And then basically trashed that whole album and then wrote the new one or wrote the first album that we have out. And then I was like, yeah, I want to go heavier, please. But I don't know how. <laughs> and he was like, I'll help you because I have experience in this genre. <laughs> And then that was it, really. It's just me wanting to write heavier than pop punk. <laughs> That's cool. So, because obviously it's, it kind of has started as your baby sort of thing. Yeah. But like, when did the obviously you saying boy and Connor, but like, when did it form into being like a full band? So it was just me and Connor for a while, and then I had reached out to somebody that I knew from high school, and I was like are you done to play drums? And he was like, can I hear a song? <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. And apparently, like, I didn't know this because I hadn't talked to him since high school. But he was just like, I'm getting into hardcore. Like, I love this. Like, I want, like, I want to do this so bad. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, we're all on the same page. And he was like, yeah, like, my basis for my other band is like trying to get into hardcore too. Maybe he'll want to play. And I'm like, perfect. Okay. We don't have a basis. And it was literally just like within like five days, we were like, can we practice? That's cool. Yeah. So, cause obviously we'll get onto like the amount of music that you've put out in such a short time in the moment, <laughs> but, but was the, is the newest record, is that full band or is that still just mainly you and Connor? It was, the recording was just me and Connor, but then, like, maybe a week after it was out, we had found our other two people. Okay, cool. So, yeah, that's got, basically, I'm, what I was going to say is just that I'm impressed at, like, the amount of music that you've managed to put out <laughs> in such a short time. Thank with you. Just the Mainly the two of you. Yeah. So, because obviously, like, the first... Well, the first EP was, was that tail end of 2020? Um, oh my gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know the first full album was like August 2020. Yeah. I don't even know when the first EP <laughs> came out. February? But that's the same, because obviously like, that's what not even two years yeah it's like one year and like four releases (laughs) yeah exactly so I don't know has it just like been like you had all these ideas and you just like wanted to get them out because like I don't want to say you could have easily like easily have had the tendency to have like held stuff back and then 
like built the band up and done a slow release and things like that yeah. but like instead you've just gone like now nah, like have all this so I don't know was it just that you you were so excited and you wanted to get it out in the world yeah I think it was the first album we were just like okay like we're tired of this like get it out just so like we don't have to hear it anymore yeah <laughs> and then we started writing the songs for the EP and as we were writing it we were writing for the album that just came out okay and we were like maybe we shouldn't put out so many releases of original music so then that's why we put the cover in the cover EP <laughs> yeah. in between and we're just like how many songs are we okay with putting on this album and how many and we're like who cares we can release as much as we want like it's not like anyone's gonna be like no you have to have four songs on this and you have to have ten yeah yeah so we're just like we'll just call it quits when we feel it's like complete and then we had like 15 songs or how many <laughs> and we're like yeah I think we're good for now but like in terms of because you say like where it's been such a short space of time did you find it like difficult to kind of like come up with stuff or I don't know had you just had, like previously had like a backlog of of things that you'd written and then kind of modified it to for this band like how did that all work it was definitely like I don't know how but Connor and I just had a bunch of new ideas all within like a handful of months and we were just like we need to have these written and recorded as soon as possible so we don't forget what we're trying to do and uh, <laughs> so I feel like within you know a handful of months it was like the instrumentals for the entire album were done it was just mm. how could I write lyrics for it and then it was like you know I would finish the lyrics and then I'd be like new song though like <laughs> or like I like that one instrumental or can we like fit that in there and it was like surprisingly easy how seamlessly it just like happened in such a small amount of time mm. and because obviously like you became kind of like the, the the lead songwriter and especially like around like the lyrics side of things so I don't I know because obviously you'd said earlier like when you kind of were dabbling with instruments and stuff you wanted to kind of go full circle and write music for yourself yeah. but did you find like that transition from going from I'm not saying that you had like a pop punk mentality but then to like go to heavier stuff and writing specifically lyrics did you find that quite a challenge or did you enjoy that um so <laughs> both <laughs> um, <laughs> writing lyrics is absolute hell it's yeah it sucks like I don't, I, it's it sucks but like also it's like so great <laughs> because it's like you get a literally just use whatever words you want and be like look I'm pissed off like and I don't just have to say like I'm sad in a pop punk band anymore like I'm gonna be <laughs> yeah. angry but also it's just so draining being like okay I have to sit down and like feel my emotions right now like <laughs> that's something that I didn't like about being a songwriter <laughs> yeah. versus just writing like a riff on a guitar <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and like did it because obviously from the um the cheating death ep to she wept obviously there's, there's still like the kind of heavy metallic sound in both but and, and i don't mean this to sound like a dig or anything at all but in the she wept record it sounds a bit more kind of refined and like what you were kind of going for whereas like the cheating death one's a bit more okay we've got an idea yeah. but we're just kind of like practicing it sort of thing yeah so I don't know like when you kind of got to like writing the full length did you have like a clearer vision of, of what you wanted it to sound like yeah so we were writing the EP and we were just like how do we want this to sound we're gonna do this to see if this is what feels right or not hmm. and then I realized like because we had written all the songs and then we had written like two extra songs that are actually on the full length. Right. And we were like, do we put it as part of it or do we save it for later? Thank God we saved it for later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but I just like after listening to the EP I didn't hate it but I was just like this is not what I want my vocals to sound like at all Mm. and then we already had the two songs that are on the album like recorded and I was like I want my voice to sound like that but like always (laughs) so I feel like the the EP was definitely like us getting closer to what we wanted to do but like not quite there yet but in the process, we also found what we wanted to do. And then we're like, yeah, yeah. bust the album out. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And obviously, like, because nowadays a lot of, like, people discovering music and, and discovering bands is part and parcel of, of the internet and obviously the wonderful tool that it is. But one thing that I found quite interesting, because obviously where you guys haven't played a show yet, you've obviously utilised the kind of, practice space videos and you kind of doing like your vocal videos and and things like that so I don't know like because this might just be my own sort of anxious self knowing I could never do anything like that (laughs) at all but was it weird kind of like just filming yourself doing vocals or I don't know did you just kind of think like I need to do this to get something out into the world I think I did it at our first practice just so I could hear if I messed up (laughs) and like if I was like forgetting lyrics and I just couldn't like you know when you're so like adrenalized that you like don't yeah yeah. what just happened I was like I need to record this because I could totally be forgetting the lyrics and just like not thinking about it and then I was like wait it'd be kind of cool if like I posted it because I saw like other friends of mine like posting practice clips I was like, maybe I should do that and then I just, just like made a habit of doing it and I'm like okay we got this song down we got it down. nobody mess up I'm recording <laughs> <laughs> that's cool so then in terms of like she wept obviously that's kind of like the the newest baby and stuff at the moment uh, and as you say like you kind of have you've found that sound that you wanted for your voice and stuff and I think like just kind of going through it like some of the the song titles and song content is like I don't know it's not stereotypically like hardcore yeah like and I don't mean that in a bad way at all because I think it's always good to to have a fresh perspective of it but did you kind of have any like themes or like topics or anything that you wanted to kind of touch upon when you were writing the lyrics for this record? I feel like um most of the songs are they have something to do with like being upset about something mm. <laughs> which is like you know that happens in in heavy music <laughs> yeah. you're talking about what upsets you or whatever <laughs> but um I don't know I feel like the concept of she wept is like not just like she's upset but like she's upset you know yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. clearly she's very upset and so I feel like the songs were just more like therapy, honestly. Yeah. So I feel like it was like, I didn't have to set any boundaries on what I was writing because I really clearly needed to write this to heal from whatever. Hmm. So. And was like kind of like from that, was there kind of anything that kind of surprised you that like kind of came out of you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, specifically... Um, it's such a simple lyric, but like specifically in the song Spineless, I have the line, I killed what was once inside myself. And it's like completely like quiet, ambient music in the background, like not much is going on. And I'm just like wailing, like, <laughs> yeah. like that's scary. Like people might be concerned for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's just, I just needed to let it out. Like. <laughs> And just because, like, obviously, as I mentioned, like, you are, like, a very, like, sort of baby band in terms of, like, you're very new on on the scene and stuff. But as we've kind of said that you've got this quite eclectic back catalogue already. But also, like, I think for, like, such a young band to be brave enough to do, rather than do, like, two or three EPs and, like, the cover EP and then maybe kind of, hold fire a little bit like you were just like nope this is what I want to do and like going straight out with like a full length like now 
I don't know. Did you even consider like that motion or was it just like, no, we've got these 13, 12 tracks, let's just do it sort of thing. Yeah, that's the joys of not having a record label yet. (laughs) (laughs) So Connor and I talk about that all the time. We're like, if we had like, if we were actually signed, people would be like, no, not yet. (laughs) I'm like, but we can just say like, yes, now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So like, and in terms of, because I've mentioned obviously like the internet being the tool that's been able to like branch you out and stuff like how has it been like in terms of like being a band that hasn't played shows yet but putting your music out into the world and seeing people react to it what's that been like it's actually like kind of wild just because I have like the artist page where I can like check up who's listening and stuff and it's like I feel like we are such as we're we're a very small band we have like what a hundred followers on Instagram you know and it's like we're being played in like every country and I'm like <laughs> yeah. how did you even hear about us like what that that to me is like why I just keep seeing like new people listening every day and I'm like how and I'm like oh, yeah I'm yeah yeah <laughs> but like does that kind of like make you excited for for the future and what like things could hold for for you guys yes (laughs) I'm like I I, I really hope to like actually get in a motion of playing shows very regularly that's cool and before we kind of move on with music thing there's one other sort of aspect of your life that I wanted to pick up on and it's kind of music related But it's the the makeup stuff that you do. Yeah. Because I'm just fascinated by it. And I think, like, (laughs) it's just so cool. So, like, I don't know. Like, how do you kind of, like, because I think the the last one I saw that you did was the scalp one. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. How do you kind of think of the concepts of, like, converting, like, artwork into, like, a look, so to say? I So I started with, like, a tool album like two years ago and it was Mm. just because like the artwork was like an eye and I was like oh yeah yeah it looked like an eye and then I was like wait this would be really cool if I did like other albums that didn't just include eyes (laughs) and then I don't know I just started doing it and like it's really hard to like think about how it's gonna fit on your face and like look Mm. okay so I'll, I'll sit on albums for a while sometimes just because I'm like, I don't know if it's going to look good or turn out the way I want it to turn out, but I yeah. lost my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if it is, I don't know, because obviously I'm no expert on makeup whatsoever, <laughs> but like, I don't know, do you kind of have like to kind of almost like draw it out like a drawing before you kind of put it onto your face? Like, how do you kind of plan it? Um, sometimes I definitely have to do that because I don't know how it'll like fit but Mm. you know most of the time I just kind of like go for it and if I hate it I just don't post it (laughs) um, yeah that's really disappointing when I hate it but I've gotten pretty lucky with like um, like I did twitching tongues makeup not that long ago with like the little panther and I completely freehanded it and I was like those proportions are not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and have you got any that you've kind of are looking at that you think, oh, I might give that a go, or I don't know. I don't know. I was so stressed to do that scalp look. <laughs> <laughs> I put it off for lit- literally like five months because I'm like, how do I make it look good? Like, how do I do mm. this? And then I was just like, oh, I'll just do the turnstile makeup in the meantime. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll just do this makeup in the meantime and then I'm like I have to do it because I'm literally gonna hate myself if I don't just do it <laughs> that's cool but like the reason because I want to sort of segue that into the through dying eyes artwork so do you do that or have you got someone else to do that I do I painted I painted everything that's cool so like I don't I'm kind of backtracking a load here then so how did you kind of get more into like the artistic side of things like in terms of like painting and things um I think it was just that Connor and I weren't ready to like pay somebody (laughs) for (laughs) our art we were like we're making this as DIY as possible 
And I was like, here's this painting I have an idea for. And Connor was like, yeah, I love that. What cool, awesome. And we just kept doing that. Mm. Now that this album's out, we're kind of like, for the next release, we should probably pay like a professional artist because I'm tired of painting. <laughs> I don't know, because like the, the she webbed artwork is like, that was one of the first things that drew me to it. It's like, it's really striking and like, it pulls you in. So I don't, I don't want to like ruin your dream of saying stop painting, <laughs> but I think it's fucking cool. Thank you. But like, have you, have you always kind of like been into like artistry and painting and things like that? Or is it just sort of something that was born out of necessity? I feel like it was, I've like always kind of drawn little things here and there, but I wasn't really like, I never saw myself as like that being something that was like, I took professionally. It was very much mm. so like, I'm bored a little bit. Like, yeah. I never thought of it like, yeah, I'm going to make art and sell it or like use it for my band. I never thought about doing that. That's cool. And just in terms of, as I say, like, we've kind of talked about like the, the perception of the band like now being as you say, like people like listening to it sort of in various other countries and, and things like that. But what's your kind of like next step? Like what do you kind of want to achieve now that like obviously you're, you're starting to play shows and things like that. Like what's the next step for you that you want to achieve? I want to play more shows, obviously. Um, it's been in the talks of like trying to work on a split EP with like a friend band we just we we're not sure yet, but hopefully that'll come in the in the near future. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're just very focused on playing shows right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, hard to cool. think outside of that. But yeah, we've talked about that, and obviously, like actually making merch for ourselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, we have buttons, and that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and like because. Obviously, you have done like two albums, an EP, and I want to talk about the covers EP in a moment. But like, have you? But this is more just me talking about as a as a collector and a fan. But have you spoken about like physical like versions of the record, or are you kind of happy with just sort of keeping it as it is for the moment? No, we have. I think it's just more of a matter of like printing them, not just like burning them at your house and giving like a disc and like actually yeah them, like produced um but that takes money and so yeah yeah uh, like figure out all that stuff but that's cool. definitely in the talks <laughs> yeah <laughs> and obviously you mentioned like the the covers ep almost kind of being like a buffer between sort of albums and any other eps yeah. Um, but I have to have to ask, how did you decide like what songs you were you were going to do on that? Um, so I think it started because I had asked if we could cover um, a Gougeway song one time, and I was just like, mm. I feel like it'd be so sick. Can we please cover Gougeway? And he's like, Yeah. And then he's like, Wait, I have an idea. And I'm like, What? And he was just like, We should make an entire EP of just cover songs and I'm like okay and then he just started spitting out he's like let's do drain the blood and I'm like can we do a glass cover and it was just <laughs> like literally within like three days we had it recorded it was just so many ideas <laughs> that's cool did you kind of like enjoy that because obviously as you say like they're they're not a singular style that you're covering yeah. like there's very de variations in style of, of music that obviously you've put your own spin on yeah so did you enjoy that process of like figuring out like how do we stay loyal to this but still make a, it sound like through dying eyes yeah it was it's funny because a lot of the songs are in just like a standard e tuning but everything we play is in drop c so right yeah like, trying to keep it heavy but also like not completely change the song was hard because I, I think i recorded mm. most of the guitar on that and I was just like, how do I not destroy this like great song, but like change it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that was difficult, but it was also fun like challenging myself in that way of like, keep it true to the original, but like tweak it. 
So it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like when I saw that you'd done Outcast song, yeah. like, I was sort because I love that song and I was a bit like, oh am I gonna like this? Yeah. And then like just the fact that it's just as you say, it's just like that little step up heavier. Yeah. It's like, oh no, yeah, I'm into this. This is cool. <laughs> so then before I kind of let you go and we wrap things up, as you say, like you've looking at new show, uh, more shows on the horizon sort of thing. But because obviously you've had this influx of, of music kind of being out in the world, are you like now happy to kind of almost like take a step back and have a breather and be like, okay, we'll let, we'll let that settle. We'll do some shows and then we'll, we'll see what happens. Yes. Kind of. that's, that's like <laughs> every single conversation we have, like, um, Connor loves just like writing stuff and then be like, Hey, should we use this for the next thing? Should we use this for the next thing? And I'm like, Connor, I love you, but like, I just need to breathe really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so we had like our back pocket of stuff for the future, but we're definitely like, we're going to take a second before we release anything else. Cause we need to just like play these songs. That's cool. And um, how I usually like to end things is to ask what, um, your favorite song is to play live, but obviously you haven't played anything live yet. Yeah. So I'm going to do a bit of a twist. What's the song you're most looking forward to playing live? Ooh. Um, I feel like it'd probably have to be Death Head Iron Lock. It's very fun in practice. So <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping it's just as fun or even more fun live. <laughs> that's cool and and I've just completely it's just come into my head but I completely forgot to ask because obviously now where you are like a full band how has it been sort of like transitioning like to practicing within a full band have you found like it's made the sound fuller or like I don't know was it quite because I guess if you've got these songs and then show it going like here you go to other people yeah. it's quite an awkward thing but I don't know did it kind of add to to what you wanted yeah, they picked it up really quickly. So it was really surprising that it like, number one, they picked it up quickly. And number two, it's just like playing with the rest of them and like communicating what needs to be changed or whatever, like is super easy. Like, it doesn't feel like I have to be like, do this. And they're like, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, do this. Okay, cool. And then they remember it for every other time we play the song. So there we have it folks again a huge thank you to Cynthia for taking some time out of her day and having a little chat with me. Uh, completely forgot to mention the reason the conversation ends quite abruptly is because I was having some technical difficulties my end but listener don't worry there were no further questions after the conversation cut off we did get to our conclusion of it. Um, but yeah highly recommend checking out Through Dying Eyes if you're not familiar with their material one of their tracks is on our August playlist, so go check that out. Um, but yeah, I really hope they the world explodes for them and they get to do shows all over the States, maybe even getting over to here in the UK and Europe in the not-too-distant future, but they are definitely a band to be keeping your eyes on. Uh, if you do want to keep up to date with what they're doing, as always, you can keep up to date by visiting all their various social media platforms, which will be linked in the episode show notes. Um, but yeah, that's it for another week. I'm going to keep this outro short and sweet. Got a guess I'm super excited about for coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, we keep rolling. We're going to get some more guests on and we might even be doing some of these in person soon. We'll wait and see. But anyway, for now, thank you again for stopping by the Justin Insight podcast and I will see you soon. Bye.